This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. So our next guest, we caught up uh, with him last in May. A lot really has happened since then. Great to have back with us Tom Siebel, founder, chairman, CEO at C3AI, uh, ticker uh, of the company is AI, founder of Siebel Systems, which was sold to Oracle back in 06. Tom, also author of the book, Digital Transformation, Survive and Thrive in an Era of Mass Extinction. He joins us uh, on the phone from California. Hey, Tom, good to have you back with us. How are you? Hi, Carol. I'm great. Nice to hear from you. Well, it's nice to have you here and hear your voice. Um, I got to ask you, I want to get into a lot of things about what your company's doing, talk to you about AI, but I got to ask you about this headline that just crossed uh, about hackers saying um, that they exposed Tesla and some jails in a breach of 150,000 security cameras. They said they wanted to show prevalence of surveillance. We are definitely living in different times. Well, I think the threat associated with uh, cyber threat, okay, from bad actors and nation states, including Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, is existential. I mean, these people have the ability to shut down the United States grid, power grid infrastructure, the financial system, the healthcare system, you know, with a cell phone from the other side of the planet, and they can do it tomorrow. This has been very, very well documented in books that have been recently published, such as The Perfect Weapon. And uh, this is how they tell me the world ends. Uh, And this is very, very scary stuff. Uh, Last week, the National Security Commission for Artificial Intelligence published its report four years in the making, then concludes that today the United States government is not organized or investing to win the technology competition against a committed competitor, nor is it prepared to defend against AI-enabled threats and rapidly adopt AI applications for national security purposes. We are exposed. There are bad actors out there, and this is very scary. Well, you know, it just reminds me of, it's like, I've seen this movie before. We saw it in the form of the health pandemic. Lots of warnings for years, and yet we weren't prepared. And I feel like we're setting setting up for something like that again. And I have to say, I'm reading this story, and they say um, they breached massive trove of security camera data collected by a Silicon Valley startup, Verkata. They gained access to live feeds of 150,000 security cameras inside hospitals, companies, police departments, prisons, and schools, able to view video from inside women's health clinics, psychiatric hospitals, and the offices of this uh, company, Verkata itself. Um, And they were using, in some cases, some of these cameras, including in hospitals, were using facial recognition technology to identify and categorize people captured on the footage. Um, I think about this. You are so in on the AI world. You talk about us not being prepared for, listen, there's great things to be had by it, but there's also a downside. We're not ready for it or not prepared for it. When you get into cybersecurity and infosec, this is just very scary stuff. I mean, the Chinese went into the uh, Office of Personal Management in Washington, D.C., and it walked off with like 20 million records of everybody that's ever been con- considered for a security clearance. I mean, the you know the Russians okay, were in there within the last month, and no telling, nobody's even telling the story of how thoroughly they penetrated the United States government. I mean, the emperor has no clothes, 
Either this is not on the national agenda, and this is existential. If these people were to turn off the U.S. power grid, which they could do in a second, right. nine out of ten people in the United States die. So this makes the whole COVID pandemic look like a common cold, you know, compared to, I mean, this is very, very serious stuff. This is existential stuff, and it's not on the national agenda. Yeah, it says another video shot inside the Tesla warehouse in Shanghai shows workers on an assembly line. Hackers said they obtained access to 222 cameras in Tesla factories and warehouses. Well, this is your world. You're having conversations with people who are tapping into and working with you guys. You provide, you know, enterprise AI software. Um, Is anybody kind of aware of how to do this in a responsible way? I mean, this is your world. We've just got about 30 seconds, Tom, and then we'll come back and talk some more. I would say the organizations that are most equipped, okay, and have the, the, the greatest levels of security as it relates to AI and cybersecurity are the banks. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys have have security regimens where their information systems are completely air-gapped. They're tested. They have security protocols that are incredibly rigorous. Whether they're dealing with the U.S. banks or the European banks, these people have done a superlative job, and the people in the United States government could go to school on that. They look like, you know, candidly, they look like Cub Scouts compared to the way the banks handle information security. You've been kind enough to indulge us as we were breaking down these headlines on this major hack. You know, listen, Tom, you've been in the technology world for a long time. You've seen it evolve. It's gotten much more sophisticated. It's got a lot more invasive. It's gotten a lot more useful. And it's such a part of everything that we do. AI specifically, talk to us about kind of what's front and center right now in terms of where it's going, who's using it, where it's going to be the most productive. Well, leading corporations around the world are using AI in smart skin analytics, precision medicine, uh, aerospace, manufacturing, telecommunications, banking, and they're using AI to deliver better products and services, to deliver safer, cleaner, more reliable energy. They're using AI to secure data uh, uh, data assets from cybersecurity attacks. They're using AI in defense and intelligence. This is the largest. This is you know, we look at enterprise AI software. This is a third of a trillion dollar market in say 2024. So this is the largest growing enterprise application software market in history. Okay, and we serve all segments of that industry from banking to telco to healthcare to government. Listen, so uh, give me AI for dummies because I feel like we throw around certainly not you, (laughs) but we throw around the term artificial intelligence a lot. And I think people have a grasp of it, but I don't think they understand, especially as you go through that list of basically our world to be quite fair, uh, whether it's military, whether it's, you know, medical, whether it's energy, um, where the use of AI is making things so much better. What is the AI for dummies, if you had to explain it to somebody? Great question. Okay, so AI, and so when you strip away all the all the mystique and all the noise, AI is an area that we call predictive analytics, where we're able, due to kind of advances in information technology, to solve problems that never been able to solve before, where we can predict things before they happen very accurately. Heart failure, okay, diabetes, okay, a, 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 a failure of a transformer in New York City, 
okay, the failure of a jet engine. So we can predict these events or the failure of a, a, a critical piece of equipment on an offshore oil rig, say, for Royal Dutch Shell, where we can predict these events, you know, say, days or months in advance and replace the transformer in New York City and prevent the, 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 the electricity outage, okay, it, it intervene uh, clinically and prevent the heart failure. Okay, in, do some intervention on the machine and prevent the, the the aircraft failure before it fails. In a nutshell, that's what enterprise AI is all about: is predictive analytics, and that is accurately predicting events before they happen. And we're able to do that today with very high levels of precision. Well, and when it comes to something like healthcare, listen, we have all been obsessed with our healthcare because our lives depended on it in the last year and understanding we all got, I think, safe to say, somewhat smarter in understanding how vaccines are developed and the complications of, you know, a virus and and all these things. When it comes to healthcare specifically, you talk about AI, like we can predict heart failure. I mean, is this an area that we have yet to explore in a big way when it comes to AI? Yes, I think this is well, this is a field where we apply AI to healthcare. This is what we call precision medicine. Mm-hmm. This will be the largest commercial application of AI. And for example, we can take the genome sequences and the healthcare records of, say, the population of the United States or any population, okay, and apply machine learning algorithms to these data and predict with very high levels of precision who is going to be diagnosed with what disease, okay, in the next five years, heart disease, lung cancer, whatever it might be, and then intervene clinically and avoid the diagnosis. Well, this, you combine that with telemedicine to reach uh, previously unserved um, members of the community, and the economic and social benefit of this is staggering. Then you have genome-specific medical protocols where we, where we you know, have tailored medical protocols to the individual genome, which are highly, much, going to be much more highly efficacious right. at a much lower cost. So these are examples of AI applied to medicine. This will be, again, the largest application of AI uh, in any field. It's funny. I feel like you're tying up our show so well because earlier we talked with the CEO of Pacific Biosciences who uh, is is involved in that sequencing, the you know genetic sequencing. So it was <laughs> it's wonderful how you've tied it up. But okay, it sounds so promising. Help me out here, though. Then why isn't the community? moving maybe the healthcare community moving more rapidly towards embracing it and i'm going to be fair here i hope uh you'll see it that way your stock's down a lot like what what is it that investors aren't getting about the subject if it's so promising or about your company that's so promising well our company went public last december at we we priced the stock at 42 i think it's trading at about 90 today that's fair so, so with all due respect i think the company's doing quite well uh the um the, but why um, the pullback? Is it just kind of an, like giving you guys some space here or what? I think that, you know, I don't pretend to understand capital markets. <laughs> and, you know, that's not my business. We're just building a company and the stock price will take care of itself. But but I think that, you know, if we look at the leaders in healthcare, whether it's CDC, whether it's NIH, we look at Cerner, United Healthcare, these people are very, very focused on precision medicine uh, and, and applying AI to the medical process to deliver, you know, 
uh, more efficacious, more readily available, lower cost medicine, and the result will be a healthier population that lives longer. And so there are many organizations focused on this in a big way, massive amounts of research taking place. And uh, a lot of this is being led by, as it relates to COVID, by the C3, what we call the C3 AI Digital Transformation Institute, which is an effort that we did with Microsoft and okay, and MIT mm-hmm. and Berkeley and Princeton and Carnegie Mellon and others, who are doing very, very advanced research in applying AI to understand pandemic and course of disease and drug discovery and what have you. So there's massive amounts of research going on in this area. Yeah, it feels like it's just such a world that just continues to open up. Hey, Tom, thank you so much. Uh, always appreciate it. Tom Siebel is founder, chairman, and CEO at C3AI. And to be fair, the stock did IPO at 42. And as Tom mentioned, uh, it has more than uh, doubled uh, from that amount. So uh, good to get that in there.